fatherhood is actually the spirit and it's a spirit that you contract without you having birthed physically a child do you remember and do you remember the day that i began to speak to you and said that abraham was not the biological father of isaac do you remember those days i shared it with you <clears throat> and i stand by what i said by the way he was not the bio he was the custodian in fact he was the guardian because even from yesterday pt even taught us that you cannot have many fathers you can have many custodians you can have many guardians but i'm convinced because without the interjection of god in abraham's life there'd be no isaac so fatherhood has to be a spirit in fact fatherhood is even a seed you got to hear that again fatherhood is actually a seed and if it is if it's a seed that means the seed carries information do you know that every seed excuse me to sound so very vulgar every seed that enters and meets an egg is carrying information about that person that's why you will see a child and say that looks like it's dad because it's carried the information that's come from his dad have you seen baby angel she looks like now she's looking like her mom more now but she looks like her dad the information oh god no she she looks like her dad do you understand this please so that it doesn't get messy and you guys say ah you see that pasta she, the other day she called Ruth pimp now she's talking about sex education on her so you get what i'm saying abraham yes he's a father and the bible tells us he's the father of all nations but he's only of the father of all nations based on where he's come from which is the father of all fathers god so he's contracted that spirit and at, permit me to say this abraham almost became god on earth so then now he's he's got the ability to do he's got the ability to carry information through a seed can i tell you that after a while you know sarah sarah was really kind of irrelevant as soon as she had the child do you know what the bible tells us in genesis chapter 21 yes in 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 genesis chapter 21 the bible talks about how isaac was birthed and sarah laughed and how the bible would talk about how she nurtured him and she weaned him oh my god you need to read the bible is so sweet the bible says she weaned him and when she weaned him they had a party they had a party for isaac Uh-huh. This is chapter 21 of Genesis. They she weaned him and they had a party for him. Do you know what that party was 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 celebrating? It's almost like his maturity, his coming of age. He's now left motherhood. He's now going on to fatherhood. He's left the place of being with mommy. I said this to you guys on Sunday actually. I said, "I think mother's role is to nurture." And that's not a small role. It's still very important. But after a while the mother has got to know that daddy need now, now needs to give this child purpose. Daddy needs to now put this baby or put this child into the ring to go and fight. As a mother, my heart is too emotional for me to go and do that. I'm already feeling like um 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 that's my son. 
I fought all these years to have him. My baby, my this, my that. Do you know what the Bible says after? The Bible says that the, that um, uh, after she was weaned, she noticed that, I think it's Hagar, one of the Abraham's other wives, the concubines, her child was laughing and mocking the ceremony that they had for Isaac. So she, she, she told Abraham to send them away. And Abraham at the time was confused on what he needed to do. But God told, God told Abraham, listen to everything Sarah says. Listen to what she says because Isaac is the child of promise. Isaac is the chosen one. So she sent her away. But God gave, I'm just giving you Bible stories now. God already told Hagar or God came to Hagar when she noticed that the child and her were going to die in, in the desert. She said, don't worry, don't be downcast. I'm going to make your Hagar or make the child. I've forgotten the child's name. Ishmael, maybe uh, Ishmael. I'm going to make him a great nation also. That's that. That's not even my issue. But then the next time we see Isaac. Isaac is climbing the mountain with his father. He's going to the place with his father. He's going to Mount Moriah because, listen, for you to get to, one, to, to the next place, you've got to have first been in one place. Place precedes place. So I have to first be, let's use the, uh, the nation as an example now. In order for me to be prominent in certain industries or for me to reign or lead industries, I've got to be in a place in this house and I've got to take a place. My place could be the cleaning department. My place could be the ushering. My place could be media. That is a place. But in order for me to become relevant in the place God needs me to be relevant, he first has to have found me in a place. Does that make sense to you? His first place was being with his mother, being nurtured by her. Then God wanted to take him to another place. And this place is a father-son relationship place where Abraham will begin to teach him the mechanisms of fight. Abraham will begin to teach him what it looks like to enter into the ring. So what happened next was, after we got past chapter 21, chapter 22, we now see Isaac go off to the mountain. I think we should read it again so that we're clear on how these things work and how these things go. Please flow with me this evening because I'm going to try and get to a point and I haven't quite developed it yet, but I just want us to flow organically tonight and point out some very important things that I think will help each and every one of us as we locate our place. Remember I said to you, fatherhood, not only is it non-biological, I told you that it is a spirit that you contract. Abraham contracted the spirit of fatherhood. That's why the Bible calls him the father of many nations. This guy became God. He was carrying God's seed. He was carrying information from God and brought it to an earthly realm. If you can be a father, you will contract God's information and implant it into the areas of life that he has called you to. That is very deep, guys. If you can contract the mysteries and God himself, and this is why PT will go on to say stuff like it, it's not, he said that um, the power is not God. Oh God, you, do you know how mad that is? He said it yesterday and I think everybody in the room was like, ah, what? 
The power is not God at a time, it's in a place. Sometimes the power that you will find is in the place called obedience. It is not God help me. God just says obey and you will find power in that place. I gave the house of family tonight an example. Sometimes in order for you to even, to even get to the next level of hearing God, it's not a case of I need more intimacy with him and that is important. You should have intimacy with him. But actually, if he can find you obedient, because at the time that God began to t- use Paul, Paul was not having intimacy with God. He was having intimacy with all manner of things. But he was obedient obedient in the instruction of persecuting Christians. Based on that, God says, I can have a conversation with this guy. Are you hearing me tonight, guys? Even though it's not God, it's still God. But God puts his power in man. Do you remember the scripture that the Bible says, and God was not able to? God was not able to on the on the premise that he was not involved in the matter. Without God's involvement, you can oh God, God is so great, you know, He's so awesome. He's giving you abilities that are far beyond because you've contracted his nature, you've taken his information, he's now able to be omniscient, omnipotent, meaning he can be everywhere and anywhere at a time. Which is why we will say things that the power is not God. It is you because he is in you. Like he was in Abraham. Abraham did not have power unless he had God. Abraham could not have Isaac unless he had God. So although we say, although Peter said it was not God, it was still God through him. And just like it has to be God through you. Are you understanding me tonight? So sometimes you're asking, God, help me do this. God, help me do that. God just wants to find, can you be obedient in some areas? Because that's where the power is. Can you just be consistent? Because that's where the power is. God is a principled man. He works on structure. He's not haphazard. He works on predestination. He works on programming. He's not going to go to corrupt software and think that his software is going to work with it. It won't work. He's a God of order. Don't carry godly things into disorderly things because you will not get the resolve you're looking for. And then you will think God hates you. No, it's not that he hates you. He just didn't find a man that had the capacity and the nature of him to work with him. Do you know God wants to make you an advertisement? He wants you to represent him very well. Abraham represented God beautifully. And that's why he entrusted him with many nations. You don't get called son because you think you are entitled to be called son. You don't get called father because you think you're entitled or because you had a child. No, you don't get you don't get those luxuries. There's actually a spirit that you've got to contract that qualifies you for that role do you understand this so when people are uh, messaging people happy father's day based on what what ring did they put you into fight what trouble did they cause for you what issues have they put in front of you do you know daily my battle is to put battles in front of people 
my daily my job daily is to put a fight in front of somebody so when i give you a target what am i what what i'm saying to you guys is go and fight that is actually the nature of fatherhood So can you see why not only is it non-biological, but it's also um, uh, non-binary? <laughs> yeah. It doesn't have a gender. It doesn't have a type. It's a spirit. And don't forget over this house. Before you keep messaging people and say, yes, father, yes, father, watch yourself. You know, it's your ignorance. I've been saying this before, you know, I used to say all the time. I used to hate when I heard people call it from other, that, that my dad did. My, who's, who, who the hell, are you a bastard? Do you have daddy issues? Why do you do that? I used to hear a particular fellowship calling certain things. What? You don't even know these people. And then the next day, they're no longer in the fellowship. But you called him dad. What, you clearly have daddy issues. There can only be one father lest you be a bastard. I've been saying this for a while now, so it's not new. I do believe, however, there are some leaders or fathers or guardians that take on the nature and the persona of father. So we, we respond and respect them as fathers. But ultimately, over the house, there can only be one. Only ever be one. Okay, let me go to scripture so that we're not going off topic because I wanted to show you something actually in um, that Genesis 22 that I thought was so beautiful. Yeah. Some time later, yeah. God tested Abraham. Yeah. He said to him. Did you see this? It said God, some time later, God tested Abraham. Can you see why it is God in Abraham? It is a spirit that he contracted. God was actually testing the spirit in Abraham. He was, pretend, he was testing what he had become. There would be no need to test him if he hadn't been given an assignment. There would be no need to test Abraham if he had not been given an assignment or something or, or cause to defend. There would be no need to test Abraham if he hadn't been given something. Okay, let's keep reading. Here I am, he replied. Yes. Then God said. You see, and then in the mode of being tested, because all of us will be tested, you've got to present yourself. The presentation of you says that you're ready for this test. And I'm still hopefully going to get to Jesus being tempted and tested in the wilderness because it refers back to this scripture a lot, if, if, if you don't mind me. Let's keep reading. Then God said, Yes. Take your son, mm -hmm. your only son, yeah. whom you love, yes. Isaac, yeah. and go to the region. Did you hear this? He said, take your son, your only son. At this time, he's already had Ishmael and many other sons with the concubine. But I also believe just as much as there is one father, there's usually one son. Though there be many sons, and that doesn't make them irrelevant because don't forget, God still told Hagar, I'm going to make your sons into a great nation also. Please don't feel away. So that does that mean that there's only one son in the nation? 
I hope I'm speaking to mature people. If there is one father, then there's usually one son. But that son still carries many sons. So what Isaac represented was many sons. Do you understand this? So that you don't think, oh my God, so is it just peace and that's the only child? No, 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 no. Don't, don't, let, let's not be silly. Or let's, let's, how do you say it again? Let's not, let's not be silly. Let's not be silly. Or let's not, not say, No, Isaac represented many sons. Because don't forget, what did God say to Abraham? In you, all the nations, all the seeds, your offsprings will be blessed. Isaac represented that because he was one son, but many sons. Do you understand this? Yeah? Okay, keep reading. Don't let's be silly. Thank you. Take your son, your only son whom you love, Isaac. Yeah. And go to the region of Moriah. Uh Uh-huh. Sacrifice. Go to a place. Yeah? But because he's come from a place. He's come from being with Sarah, the one that was already promised that you're going to bear a child. So the reason why he could be could go from another place is because he's came he's come from another place. So when in order for you to get to the place, you've got to be found in your place. And this is why it's important that you don't move from your place because God's job, God's always excited to elevate his sons, you know. He's eager to elevate his sons, but he's got to find you in your place. Should he find you missing from your place? And this is why Adam messed up because he, he left his place. You didn't hear me. I said, this is where Adam messed up. Adam met, left, left his place. Your place is usually your assignment. Your place is usually where God wants to bless you from. It doesn't look like it more times. And it may look like other things are more attractive and more fancy-filled. I was telling one of your sisters tonight, and I said this to you last week. When the vision is weak, many things will attract you. That's the reason why most people lose their place. They end up doing many things they were never called to. The very thing that they were called to looks so small because they're in it. When you're in that place, it looks like irrelevant. It looks too small. You even begin to compare it with other people's places. Adam was probably looking at the lions thinking, ah, this one is able to roar and eat anyhow. So what am I doing here? Not to say that's what he did, but for you to go and eat of something you were told not to, it's clear you were looking for something else that was going to be better. Don't forget. Oh God, God is good. good. Thank you for helping me with this. It's not even Adam. Remember PT said the issue most times is that you carry people to the place you were not that you were supposed to be in. They were never supposed to be there. Eve carried Adam to a place he wasn't supposed to go to. Eve carried Adam to a place he was not supposed to go to. He was supposed to be constantly in the presence of God. I'm just building stuff up for you so that you can begin to think about the things around your life. Who are the people that are taking you out of place? What are the things that you are looking at that are taking you out of place, out of your constant? What are the things you've even accumulated along the way? I watch one of your sisters and she is such a yes person that the yes is taking her out of place to the point where you're getting so uh, overwhelmed with life. God says, I can't take you into a battle. 
I can't use you to fight because you've left your place. I hope you guys are hearing me tonight a little bit. Again, I'm just reflecting and helping you with things that will help you in your journey and keep you in your constant. If your job is just to make sure that the house is clean, it is your place. And in that place, God will bless you. This is all I was trying to tell you last week when I was speaking about your constant. It's the same thing, the same principle, being in your place. Please, your place is not a location. For somebody who say, I, I need to go to America now, that's the place. Rem Mariah was actually an instruction. Mariah was actually obedience. That was the place. It's not about the location. This is why God can still bless us in the well house. Because it wasn't about the location. So don't think place and quickly uh, uh, synonymize it. What's the word? You put place synonymous with location, which is very natural to do. But in this instance, don't forget everything Bible is spiritual. So if he's talking about a place, it's deeper than the location. He was talking about instruction because when he took Abraham to Moriah, it was instruction that led him there. The journey to get him there was long, but the journey to get him to actually Moriah was actually a, a journey of sonship, of conversation, of offering. It costs more for you to get to the place than you being at the place. Do you want me to repeat that? It costs more for you to actually journey to the place than you being at the place. Because actually when you get to the place, the ram is in the thicket. Let's keep reading. Oh my gosh, 11.40 already. 20 minutes and I'm out. I mean it. Go on. Sacrifice him there as a burnt offering. Yeah. On a mountain I will show you. Yes. Early the next morning, Abraham got up loaded and loaded his donkey. Yes. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Yes. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering. Do you know I clocked something here as well about the taking of servants? Do you know, because we've established now it's father-son relationship that will that that is nation taken. It, it reminded me of having it reminded me of having Domicella around. I'm just going to use her as an example. And I clocked certain people cannot just come into a father-son conversation, though they can be around. Now, I'll let your, 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 your imagination to work out what I'm trying to say, yeah? But if I'm going to be around PT, for example... I think he's got to trust that whoever is with me is also a son. Not by, I say, Pastor Nikki's my leader or she's my, uh, she's my, uh, da, da, da. anybody can say that. But testings will prove sonship. So it's very okay to have a domicella around because the testing on a domicella's life has proved her sonship. Does this make sense? I'm not saying nobody here is a son, no, 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 no. 
it's testings that will prove. So no longer is she the slaves that are traveling or no longer will it be slaves traveling. So if ever there be a conversation, it's okay for her to be around because through me is seeing a son. Do you understand when I said that Isaac represented many sons? Okay, maybe that's too techy. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that. But let's keep reading, Shat. No time anyway. He took with him two of his servants and his son Isaac. Yeah. When he had cut enough... So you can't just bring anybody around PT, guys. You can, it won't work. It won't work. I used to think, oh, I'm going to show this one to PT and did it. Yes, we would do. there'll be a time for that. And there will be occasions where we can do that. But when it comes to conversations or Mariah in that place, you can't just bring anybody around. You cannot. Let's keep reading it. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering. Listen to this, guys. When he had cut enough wood for the burnt offering, yeah. He set out for the place God had told him about. Yes. On the third day, Abraham looked up and saw the place in the distance. Beautiful. He said to his servant. So that would have mean the days before he was looking up and didn't see it. And didn't see a place. But on the third day, the resurrected day, he saw the place. You know, before, before your, your father will kill you. He first has to have died. Abraham died on the journey to Moriah. Karabasha. Abraham died on the mountain of, on the way to the mountain of Moriah. That's why he was able to see that place. The reason why you're not able to see places most times is because you are not dead yet. Or if you ever see a place, you've limited it and said that is this. When God was saying that's the place, but you're saying no, that's just that. On the third day, Abraham was able to see because he also died on that journey. Are you hearing me tonight? I don't know if they're hearing me. I don't know. Keep reading. He was able to see the place. He said to his servant, yeah. stay here with the donkey while I, while I and the boy go over there. Yeah. We will worship and then we will come back to you. Mm -hmm. Abraham took the Do you remember worship? What worship is? Worship is sacrifice, isn't it? Worship is sacrifice. It's not how you sing or how you sound. It is sacrifice. It is an offering. Go on. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering. Look at what he did with the wood. And placed it on his son Isaac. Can you see the complicit? The very instrument that was going to be used to sacrifice Isaac. Isaac was carrying. Read it again, Mark. I don't know if they heard you. Abraham took the wood for the burnt offering. Yeah. And placed it on his son Isaac. He placed it on Isaac. Go on. And he himself carried the fire and the knife. Did you hear that? He said he himself carried the fire. And the knife. I wish I had time to talk to you about carried the fire. Because there was no fire yet. He was only carrying the wood. So why has the Bible said that he's carrying the fire? There's no time tonight. This guy was complicit. He already knew. Even though he didn't know. But he knew. Go on. He carried the fire. As the two of them went on together. Go on. Listen to the conversation that happened here now. Isaac spoke up and said to his father, Abraham, yeah, yeah. Father, father, yes, my son, good, Abraham replied, yeah, the fire and wood are here, good, you I hear this, how do you carry fire, 
He said, the fire and the wood is here. And they're walking and talking, mind you. Go on. Isaac said, yeah. but where is the lamb for the burnt offering? Mm. Abraham answered, mm. God himself will provide the lamb for the burnt offering, my son. Good. And the two of them went on together. Yeah. When they reached the place God had told him about. Good. Abraham built an altar there and arranged the wood on it. Yeah. He bound his son Isaac and laid him on the altar. Yeah. On top of the wood. Listen, by, he, by this time you should have heard that and Isaac struggled. By this time you should have heard that Isaac was fighting to get out. For Isaac has clocked. You should have, this should have been recorded in the Bible, but you didn't hear any of that. Meaning that this guy was definitely complacent. He in fact, he was, in fact, he, he was the arranging master, if you can say it like that. He arranged and prepared his own sacrifice. Oh my God. This is so powerful, you know. This guy arranged his own death. So as much as BT said, your father must kill you, you must also be willing to die. You must also bring the utensils to take at the sacrifice table or to the sacrifice table. You're not just going with yourself. You're going with the fire. Do you know what Paul said? Everything I, oh my God, please, we've read it the other day. He said, I consider everything loss. Oh my God. So that I may gain. So do you know what it took? You take everything with you to the slaughterhouse. You take your knowledge. You take your wisdom. You take your finance. And you put it on that slaughtered table on the altar. God, are you hearing me tonight, guys? Please, Lord, I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened to hear me. It said it took his fire. What is your fire? Do you remember what Paul told Timothy? Fan to flame. This guy took everything that he knew to the altar. Keep reading, please, Ma, so I don't go off this up myself. Then he reached out his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Yeah. But the angel of the Lord called out to him from heaven. Yes. Abraham, Abraham, mm -hmm. here I am, he replied. So the test really wasn't, I don't think it was for Abraham. I think the test was more for Isaac. Because don't forget, Isaac has already, Abraham has already gone through the testings of being chosen to be God's seed carrier. But if God's going to perpetuate the life of Abraham through Isaac, it's Isaac that needs to be tested. God damn. Sorry, Lord, I didn't mean that. I think it's Isaac that needs to be tested. He needs to be tested on his comp complicity. Complicity. This is the English, I think. Complicity. Yes, it's Abraham's testing, but it's Isaac's because Isaac will perpetuate. Abraham's time is soon going. Have you finished reading it? Let's finish. Do not lay a hand on the boy. Don't lay a hand said. on the boy. Do not do anything to him. Good. Now that I know that you fear God. Yeah. Because you have not withheld, withheld from me your son. Yeah. Your only son. Yeah. Abraham looked up and there in a thicket he saw a ram. Mm -hmm. it, you know what's even important? Why? Isaac even knew that a ram should be there. He already knew that the a ram, in fact, he was actually foretelling that a ram will be there. 
a ram is going to come. Abraham couldn't even see that, but Isaac could see it. These things are so bloody deep, guys, that the way I'm even explaining it, I'm asking God to give me the better articulation. I'm asking God to give me, whose English is very sweet in Elite? He's got good English, like sweet, very sweet. Yetunde's English is very sweet, but I'm asking God to give me great articulation. Pastor Whitney's is sweet as well. You know those people that are smart, those A-star students. Even Sarah Adama is um, good English people. Those people there, very good. Um, but I pray that your hearts will, will, will take to what I'm saying tonight. It was about Isaac. Because listen to what happened in the next two chapters. I think I'm going to stop it there because of the time. What happened in the, in the chapter after, there's my Bible please. <clears throat> let me tell you, let me show you what happens after. 22 was Abraham tested, right? Chapter 23, the death of Sarah. Meaning that her job of nurturing has done, has been done. After they had that ceremony where she had weaned him, her job was finished as a mother. So she could die now. I'm not wishing anything on anyone's mother or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. But her job was over. The next, next mention of Isaac was in this same chapter 20. No, was in chapter 24. The next mention of Isaac was preparing him for marriage. The chapter after that, chapter 25, the death of Abraham. So Mount Moriah, the place, was really not only a testing for, and don't forget, the Bible, whoever read this Bible was only speaking from the perspective that they understood. Please, so you know that. Whoever wrote this Bible was still, when they were doing this, when they were writing the little, you know, you get in, if you've got a Bible like mine, they give you little headers to show you what's happening. That's only their interpretation, you know that. That's not what God said Abraham tested. This not what God said. That was man's interpretation. We saw it as Abraham tested because the Bible told us that. But if you have a spirit man, he will begin to reveal to you, no, Abraham was already tested, been tested. This was Isaac's testing. This was Isaac being tested. God wanted to know he can perpetuate the life of Abraham in Isaac. Because after that, mom dies. Then dad dies. Now it's for Isaac to continue the legacy. Okay, why is this important to us today now? So that you know that even as the nation family, when we get to that place, you may think it's about PT. My darling, it's about you. My sis, it's about you. You may think all oh, this is oh, it's all about PT, it's not for me. No, you are the perpetuation of a PT. You remember this? So it's about you. God wants to know you're carrying the wood and the fire. And you're bringing that to the altar to be sacrificed. Most people die at the place because they didn't clock. They started fighting on the thing. No, I'm not dying today. I can't take it. Why is my leader telling me this? My leader's always getting on to me. My leaders know they were trying to kill you so that the real you can come alive. 
But even before the real you can come alive, there was a ram in the thicket that was prepared. But because you were busy struggling on that altar, we didn't even see the ram in the thicket. We missed it. So we cut you by accident. But then the blood spilled out that you're dead. Are you hearing me with some of this tonight? PT's been tested. And is being tested still, of course. But God is looking for the Isaacs of this generation. The ones that will perpetuate the lineage of an Abraham. And continue the conversation of sonship. Fatherhood son relationship that takes relationships that takes nations. And he's doing that through you and I. So when you find that you are carrying the wood and the fire, God is trying to take you to the altar to check whether you be complicit in the affairs that pertain to God. Then you've also also got to be very careful to be in the right place at the wrong time. I've seen that with many people. Right place, right wrong time. Right thing, wrong time. I want to marry now. Right thing, wrong time. I want to go to this job now. I want to work here now. I want to do this. Right place, wrong time. The Bible says, after that time, God spoke to Abraham. If he's not speaking to your leader about where you go next, it's not for you to suggest. Or you can suggest, but your leader would already know I'm waiting for that voice that would say, now it's time. Let's, let me repeat what it said in the beginning of that Genesis 22. Let me repeat it for you. It says, sometime later, God tested, meaning that time is an important factor. Time is fundamental. So it could be the right place, wrong time. Sometime later. Your obedience is so crucial, guys. I don't think you understand that that is your power plant. I don't want to keep saying power base so that you don't get confused. It is your power source. Don't keep asking God, do this, help me here, help me there. He's already done those things. He's already helped you. It's actually even annoying for, him to, for you to keep going to him with certain things that he's already done. He's waiting for your obedience. He said to me, today, my son, you have become the, the, the ask of me and I will give you the nation of, as your inheritance. What he asks for you to ask for is the nations. But if you're asking God, give me job, give me man, give me this. You've already messed up. Not that you've messed up, but you're, you're not asking for the right things. And you're not asking for the right things because you've not identified yourself as a son. Or you've not become a son. Have you taken something from tonight, guys? And don't just say yes, Mark. I want you to ponder. I said to the guys tonight, listen, when you listen or the mistake our community has made is that when we listen, we listen to respond. We listen to react. That's not the right thing to do. You're supposed to listen to learn. You're supposed to listen to be taught. You're supposed to listen to internalize some things and make it make meaning. 
So actually, you know, every time, actually, sorry, listening is so that you can think. The mistake our community have made is that we listen to respond. We listen and react. That's not the way it's supposed to be. Listening is so that you can think. You're supposed to internalize what you've heard, meditate on it, think about it. Then you go with a response based on you first internalizing what you've heard. So even after, you know, I've played yesterday's word at least three times. Even if it's playing in the back of the car journey as I'm driving and I'm hearing some things that I never heard when he first said it yesterday. Now, because I'm able to internalize what is being said, I'm not reacting. Yesterday, I was reacting. Everything I heard, ooh, wow, powerful. That was so deep, sir. That was powerful. Go get it. Ooh, come on, sir. Those were the things you were hearing. But today, I got to internalize. I got to meditate. I got to listen. I got to open scripture. I promise you, I didn't even open 21, 24, 25. It's based on things that I've studied back then. Pastor Chris was making me laugh throughout the whole of yesterday's service because his responses to everything was so, so charismatic and so Pastor Chris. It was unbelievable. It's so funny. It's so funny. But um, that's fine. We listen to respond because what we're trying to do when we listen, we're taking it in and we're putting it with our old fallen logic. And we're trying to reason with it. You can't. You've got to listen with the new man. You've got to listen with your spirit man. And you see that listening is like an internal conversation. You're reasoning. You're communicating. He's like, okay, that's what that means. And you're like, oh, okay. Then you're able to respond. Then you're able to respond. We were even saying the other day that even certain messages, I said to them today, Certain messages in group chats. I don't expect for you to quickly reply, yes, ma, or, ooh, that was so powerful. I want you to sit down and meditate on what has been said. Think about it. Sit down and reason with it. I think even Pastor Genevieve was saying, this is what she does. I don't quit to respond. I have to think about what did you say here? What were you trying to get at? Because I don't need your reaction to just be, wow. I need you to go and do and sometimes you're going to do is not, let me go and quickly go and get a job. No, you're going to do can just be go sit down and think. It's so deep and so powerful. So deep and so powerful. My time is very much up. My, my, my time is very much up. You know, PT said something yesterday. He said that death and sacrifice is not convenient. But actually, I believe it actually, it becomes convenient when you understand it. Because when Jesus was speaking to the disciples, he said, it is necessary that I go. Meaning that it was convenient for him to leave. On contrary to what we've been taught in Bible school, they will say things like in the Garden of Gethsemane, it's not that Jesus wanted to go. 
He was very sad. That's why he cried blood of tears. No, 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 no. He wanted to go. He wanted ah. He was going back to the to enjoying what he was enjoying. I don't think he even wanted to come here in the first place. Only because man fell. Uh. Don't let these Bible people bamboozle you with rubbish. He never even wanted to come to this Lincoln place. Who wants to come here? Look at the weather. It's not even consistent. He didn't want to be here. He was very happy to go. But he had to be sure that he completed assignment before he left. So death was convenient for him. Because it's easier to just get away from these mad people anyway. So it's, com it's not convenient in the sense that we've got to be sure that purpose is being fulfilled before we die. It's not comfortable. Yeah, maybe convenient, never comfortable. Death is never comfortable. It's never going to be comfortable. Never comfortable. Thank you for that, Adama. You're reasoning with me. If, uh, Pastor Mike, I, I don't think it's don't react, instead act. That's still even an issue if you don't understand what the acting will be. It's still a problem because then the next thing somebody will do is that they hear target of 50k has been set. Okay, now I act. They'll go and run and find a job. That This job, 10 jobs. And No, no, no. Sometimes just sit and think. So I get what you're saying, but whoever's hearing that, we need to understand that in a deeper dimension. The acting is actually the thinking, the processing. That's the word that Pastor Nikki helped me with tonight or somebody helped me with. Is to process. When you listen, you process, you reason. So going back to Pastor Adama's point, death is not convenient. Sorry, death may be convenient, but it's not comfortable. So when you hear your leader saying things to you at times, it's never comfortable. It's even almost convenient to just get away. That's why people attempt suicide. Because it's convenient to die, isn't it? It's convenient to just not be around. That's why people leave trap houses. It's convenient to just be at mum's because it's not comfortable to be in the position. Very powerful point, Adama. Very powerful point. It's not comfortable when you're told off sometimes. It's convenient to just run away. So I said to one of your sisters, you've been hiding from me. You've been running. No, I haven't been running, mum. It, it didn't take time till we got to the matter at hand. The conversation was not comfortable, but it was convenient her not being around me the way she knows she should be. Because this will kill you. It is my job to kill you. My job is not to make anything pretty. So I do not mince my words. So when I hear people saying things that like I was listening to Pastor Oyin's testimony about me on her baby shower, I'm thinking you still don't understand me. It's fine, but you don't understand me and I know you don't listen to me. You don't tune into these words. The people don't understand. No, 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 no. That's, that's not me. You didn't get me though yet. And that's fine. That I'm here to kill, steal and destroy. So if there's any Satan in your life, it's not the one that's lurking around, it's I. It's me. Okay, sis? It's me. I'm the one. I'm the one. 
and we've got to be careful or i've got to be careful not to become a corrector of all things because then we become like the aunties in our churches you know them ones there they be they're always correcting people so i'm just like ugh, just let them it's every day you're going to keep correcting they'll end up running away in fact they they people commit suicide before they get to be killed more time in church yeah they've already gone to commit their own suicide before actually getting killed and taken to the altar because uh, we're busy correcting Isaac for everything. Isaac just said, you know what, let me just die now. It's even better. All this you're going to say, is it not that I'm going to die anyway? So we've got to, I've got to be sure, and those of you who are leaders, be careful not to always be correctors. Those that just want to quickly tell people what they think all the time and da 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 da. You're killing them, not the way they need to be killed. Them chief, yeah, chief correctors all the time. This, this, this don't do, 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 And I know I could, but more time I'll do it with people that I know that have the appetite for it, that can take it, that can handle it. Anyway, eight past 12. I'm going to be on hopefully every night this week, maybe not Thursday night because of the word and stuff. Um, but we continue these conversations and hopefully we'll draw some more things out of it um, that will help us on this journey and on this walk um, to get into that place. Remember, it's a father-son conversation. So most times, when PT is speaking, you've got to take it like this is father speaking to son. You've got to hear it like this is my, the, the guy that is throwing me right into the ring to teach me how to fight, to teach me um, or, or to even kill me. And you've got to accept it. That's how you will take nations. And don't forget the testing that you think you're going through. That, that's for PT. Even the persecution of the nation, that was for you more than for PT. He's already settled. That was a testing for you. The fact that you remain, God says, now I can talk about nations to you. Somebody asked me, what's the target for the next six months um, for the nation and for the elite family? I'm telling you, it's to, it's to, it's to reach your targets. We've got a five million pound um, target we're trying to reach as a nation for the year. Elite, your own is one million. Your job is to also push PT on every platform. Every, you must push him. Pushing him is pushing you. Every time you see PT being celebrated, being enjoyed, and even being persecuted, it's for you. So you've got to push him. And encourage him and this is why we've got to reach out meet our targets because when we reach our targets what we're enabling him to do is have higher conversations global it's not just nations we're talking globe please i already told you i don't want to be a national pastor in this london this dry London. i want to be global and you all should have the same aspirations and desires as well are you with me tonight let me see a few comments from you all. Have you been blessed by the word? Have you taken something from tonight? I hope you haven't fallen asleep. I discovered that some people have fallen asleep during these things and leave the thing on and then wake up in the morning to their saliva on the phone. Okay, now I'm going to test whether or not you really took it, took something. What did you take? Don't just say thank you, Ma. Yes, Ma, with you. Now I want to know. Tell me one thing I said that you said is with I took a lot. 
there will be some things that I've even said tonight that the Lord will even give you another revelation on. It will give you another revelation on. Yes, please. Every word you hear, yesterday's word, it must internalize. Don't think you know it. You don't know it. Aha, uh-huh. the test was for Isaac. The test is for me, not for PT. But I did say not for PT. More than. It's more. is for you as well as. Don't forget, this Bible was written by, was created by Zondervan. Zondervan decided that by his own revelation that what he thought was happening in Genesis 22 was Abraham's testing. But if you have a spirit man, he will show you that actually that wasn't Abraham's testing. That was Isaac's. The latter scriptures will begin to show you that actually these two died so that this guy can complete and continue the propensity of Abraham. It's the son has to be complicit for me. Has to be complicit. 100%. He's got to be fully with it. So if he's dragging his feet and he's saying, I'm not going up there. There's no perpetuation. There's no continuing of legacy. There's no continuing of work. Okay. The few that have responded back, I appreciate you. Thank you for staying up with me. And Isaac was one with the... T- uh-huh. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you for staying with me and working with me. And if you feel what I'm saying is wrong, please message me and ask. Pastor Nikki, I didn't understand what you said here. Can you make this make more sense to me? Um, is this... The blue my mind makes sense. BT once said the reason why Abraham was born was for Isaac. He was type and shadow of Christ. It's exactly... Exactly. That will be the development of this. But we can't get there tonight. We've got to deal with that first before we can even get into Christ. Because yes, Isaac indeed was Christ. Or is Christ, however you want to. The type and shadow of Christ. 100%. And Abraham represented God. Remember I said to you that he was God here on earth. Type and shadow. So yes, Ma. Isaac was not we are the Isaacs of this generation. Don't forget it's one son, but many sons. Have you seen um, food places that say Will and Sons and uh, you know Bill and Sons and Yes sir, we're trying to get Pastor Domicella to help us get them on it will come on tonight she says she's not working anymore so she should have it you must be in a place to get to the place you need to be exactly god must first find you in a place in order for you to take you to that place he's not just going to pick anyone from anywhere no even paul was in a place persecuting people it's a place an obedient place he's got to find you in a place before he can use you same thing with pt have you not noticed that before he can use anybody for anything substantial in the nation he will first check what family are you from he's looking for your place he checks do you serve in your family it is about the place so place precedes place for you to get to higher conversations with god he must find you in your place 